Welcome into A to Z Sports Primetime on a Wednesday night. If you're new, I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I'm proud as always to be presented to you by our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage, GaryAshton.com. That's where you go for your dream address without the stress. The Ashton team has got you covered with the intel edge you need to succeed. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet since 1983, providing you award-winning customer service and quality American-made Ford vehicles. Two Rivers Ford online at tworiversford.com. Put Two Rivers Ford on your team today. So, day one, and all eyes were on Traylon Burks. Boban, uh, I, I don't think it's that Boban, but it's Boban on YouTube. He says, are we getting the baby blue throwback next year as the new alternative? I don't give a damn. I, I'm I'm past, I'm through the offseason, Boban, respectfully. Uh, Boban, Boban, however you pronounce it. I respectfully, I don't care about uniforms. I don't care about lists. I don't care about power rankings. It's football. There was football in front of me today, and respectfully, I could care less about which who is wearing which uniforms in which particular year. Because I watched, I, wa- I like Coach Max says, we watched some ball today. We, we're So we're going to talk some ball as a result. And Traylon, being the leading headline there, is the thing that we want to get into. So looking looking at the uh, looking at the no pook. I didn't know that the YouTube broadcast cut off early on the radio show. This is why Lucas doesn't tell me things when they have when bad things happen in real time. So no, don't tell me those. Th- I don't. I don't want to know those things. I don't. I was having a great day, Puka. I was having a great day back until you told me that just now that the radio show, the YouTube broadcast, cut off early. I don't want to hear about this shit. Don't tell me if things go wrong. Not until a year, a month later. I don't want to know. Anyway. Let's talk about Traylon. Damn it. Let me start the show. Traylon Burks is great. He really was. It was, <laughs> it was, uh, it was something because, you know, you don't really realistically know what to expect if you're so where I sit. Okay. They've got the tent for us to do the radio show right there uh, at the 50 yard line of the first practice field. So I've got a full view of not just the field in front of me, but the two fields behind it, because there's three fields right next to each other. They run parallel to each other at St. Thomas Sports Park, and I've got the first one right in front of me, and they were practicing on the first one today. So I'm I'm watching everything, and really the only thing that I'm watching today was Traylon Burks. And I haven't seen him get through a practice. I've barely seen him go through individual drills. So I'm like, all right, just for the sake of focus, it's right here in front of me. They're even doing the indiv- wide receiver individual drills right in front of the radio show setup. I'm going to watch Traylon Burks today. And, you know, I'm sure that was the opinions of many people who have been documenting the Traylon Burks experience or lack thereof. And all he did was ball. Now, here's the thing, okay? Because a lot of you are asking about footage on Burks, Van Jeffrey is specifically. The way that practice works for us is that there is a about a 20-minute period, unless like there are fans in attendance at the practice, because then everything's fair game, right? But when it's just media, they allow us a 20-minute block, and all we're allowed to film is stretch and individual drills. So it's really nothing sexy. It's why you see 10 million videos throughout the course of an offseason of ladder drills or Derrick Henry doing the the helmet-on-a-stick drill, right? Because those are the only things that media are allowed to view. Now, the team I saw put out, 
a video today of Tannehill ripping a bomb down the sideline to Traylon Burks, which made me very, very upset because I want that video. But, you know, I mean, it's technically their video. It's their players. It's their practice field. I guess they get to play by different rules when the West, uh, with, uh, than the rest of us. Why, um, why does he have to ball when the cameras were off? Well, because they're actually playing football. Like they were doing seven on seven. They were doing team drills. They were playing football. You know what I'm saying? So it, when it comes to schematic advantage, because they're running actual plays and they're get they're they're lining up in sets and all these different things, the coaching staff understandably doesn't want all of us broadcasting what the offense looks like in training camp to anybody in the New York Giants organization who could be paying attention or the Jags or whatever. So like from that standpoint, I get it. But if you're wondering why media does not get the footage of Traylon Burks. We're out there watching it. We can talk about it afterwards. It's just they won't let us take the video in real time. It's just the rules of training camp practices. So anyway, so Traylon Burks has a great day. He caught three passes that I saw from my vantage point. I don't think he caught, I don't think he caught more than three, but he was he he went through the practice just fine. He we talked to him after the fact. He said he was about five to six pounds down. In fact, Reed, I think it would be worthwhile, and I'm sorry that I didn't think of this earlier, but the Traylon Burks video that A to Z Sports tweeted, maybe Austin Stanley can text it to you and make your life a little easier. If you were able to track that down, that would be swell, because I almost think it's worth playing the full five minutes. But looking at looking at Traylon Burks, he was uh he was in he was in a a funk early on. He wasn't in condition. He physically wasn't in shape. And that was something that I thought he was very accountable on when we spoke to him earlier today. Uh, but what I want to start with, I want to start with your Two Rivers Ford take here on Facebook, YouTube, on Twitter and Twitch. Um, Traylon Burks having one good day of training camp practice. Big deal, little deal, or no deal? Let me know in the comments on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, and on Twitch, if you would like to. Please let us know in the comment section. Big deal, little deal, no deal. Now, I think the vast majority of, of you are going to say big deal because, you know, it's you're excited about it. And you should be. He's a very exciting talent. We'll see how much further he can go. But I think Jeremy Hill is going to look at this, uh, and Keith Dove Jr., a lot of people are saying no deal just a beginner, no deal, no deal. Like I see a lot of no deals. It's just one damn day. Sheesh. And I think that's I think that's why it's worth having a legitimate conversation because people are going to look around and we're praising the dude because he made it through one day of practice as a professional athlete. I think that's a completely fair conversation, which is why I think it's a fair question. Big deal, little deal, or no deal. Traylon Burks having a good day in the first day of training camp. We'll talk about it together. It's your Two Rivers Ford take. You're going to hear from John Robinson, who was on the radio show right after I tell you about our friends at Two Rivers Ford. Now, you know that Two Rivers Ford is the best in the business. You know they have one of the state's largest selections of quality American-made Ford vehicles, and you know that Two Rivers Ford is always going to make the buying process easy. No matter how you like to shop, Two Rivers Ford is there to make it happen. If you know exactly what kind of Ford you want, Two Rivers Ford will do for you what they did for me, which is custom order the Ford that you design and deliver it when it gets manufactured. 
Or if you have an idea but you're not quite sure about the vehicle that you want, you can reach out to any of the Two Rivers Ford non-commissioned sales staff and they'll stay on the lookout for you and contact you when a vehicle that might work arrives in stock. And don't forget that Two Rivers Ford always sells below MSRP on all new non-specialty vehicles, so you can rest assured you're getting the best price. When it comes to finding a vehicle, call Two Rivers Ford and let them do the work for you. Toll-free, 800-900-1000 or online at tworiversford.com. So, big deal, little deal, no deal. How do you feel about Traylon Burks? I asked John Robinson that today because I, I, here's, here's what I'll say on the front end. I think it's a bit of a deal. I don't think it's a big deal. I don't think it's no deal. I think it's a, I think it's a little bit of a deal. I think that's fine because it's progress. It's just some kind of progress. And while you may say, okay, well, that's the standard. That's how it should be anyway. And you know, no participation trophies, no gold stars, blah, 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 blah. Realistically, that's not how it works, which is what I talked to J-Rob about. Uh, obviously a lot of, uh, you know, first day kind of jitters or, or uh, sloppiness, whatever you want to call it, to work out. But a lot of really good snaps from a lot of different dudes out there today. Traylon Burks looked like he was comfortable uh, with what he was being asked. He looked productive out there. He looked like he was really competing. Yeah, I mean, like I said yesterday uh, in, in my, you know, kind of press session there, I thought that, you know, he did an outstanding job over the summer of getting himself back. And we saw that um, in the conditioning test and then those first two practices you know, that weren't open to the media. It was just us here. And you could see that, you know, it was just a, it, it looked like, you know, more like what we saw on, on the Arkansas film when we evaluated him. And, um, you know, the carryover that he showed out here today was off to a good start. I, I don't think that's any small thing, given how much scrutiny, just not even just individually trailing, John, but like how much scrutiny these guys are on, given social media, given instantaneous reaction, things that I know that you know a lot about with all of this, but just simply the, the ability to put a good day together and then to build off it tomorrow and, and to go from there. I think people I, people almost get ahead of themselves when they talk about the fundamentals of what training camp exactly is. Yeah, especially for this rookie, these rookies. You know, they're learning a new offense. They're learning new terminology. Um, you know, their system at Arkansas or Ar- Auburn, if it's Roger or um, Ohio State, if it's – that terminology may be a little different. And they're trying to – you know, associate, well, we called it this for the last four years or three years at my college. It's the same skill and what we're asking, but we call it this here with the Titans. Um, that association of what the terminology is, uh, certainly, you know, as a draft pick, the, the spotlight's on you. Uh, and let's face it, we live in, a, in, a, in kind of a microwave society where you just want to hit, you know, reheat or, or cook for three minutes and you've got, you know, Salisbury steak, you know, so – that's that's not the reality with with football with pro football it's a process and you know there's a there's a patience uh that that we have to have uh as a staff and uh, continue to evaluate encourage a uh, coach and then it's up to the player to you know to kind of keep grinding and improve so that's a portion of the interview that i did with john robinson today at training camp thank you very much terrence uh looking pretty spelt buck i got harassed by the entire offensive line group when I went out there because I did not make weight. I'm very upset about it. I blew it. I did not make 220 by training camp. I'm very disappointed in myself. I weighed myself this morning. I was uh, I was just a, just about six pounds over. I really blew it on my birthday week, guys. I'll be honest with you. I did a bunch of steak dinners. Like, I did a lot of dr- – normally, I'm not a big drinker. I went out drinking a lot all- <laughs> over the course of, over the, course of uh, the training camp. John John Robinson asked me if I made weight for training camp, and I had to tell him, no, it's trash. 
<laughs> Trash. Uh, too many Salisbury steaks, says Derek R. Who, me or John? Yeah, I, I, I asked him if he wanted to come to Zumba with me um, whenever I go. And so apparently we're, John and I are going to, if you want to hear what John and I's workout plan is going to do, go listen to the full interview. It's available. Uh, it's available for you wherever you get your podcasts. All you have to do is search the Buck Rising show. So it's 2.20. Uh, it's 2.20 by Baltimore. Now it's 2.20 by the preseason, the first preseason game, 2.20 by Baltimore. Uh, we are changed. We march on. We soldier on. The weight loss journey continues uh, because I am, uh, I am definitely, I'm definitely not happy with not making the weight goal at this point. Uh, how are you going to miss weight by six pounds? It's trash. It really is. It, it's, it's frankly, it's embarrassing. I, uh, you know, I sit, I sit in front of a microphone all day. I, uh, I, I just rip professional athletes up and down when they screw up on a field and my fat ass can't lose six more pounds over the course of what was it? Six weeks. Now we lost, we lost 21 total, 21 total so far. So it had, you know, I, I feel great. Uh, I'm happy that we're doing it. I'm pissed that we missed the time frame. But we're gonna continue to uh, we're gonna. But I'm not gonna sit here and criticize. I'm not gonna sit here and criticize Traylon Burks for being out of shape when my fat ass can't lose six pounds. Anyway, Zach Light says Traylon lost six pounds. I said five or six, five or six. We're not sure. Royal White says it's it's water weight, but no, I don't think it's water weight. I think it's I think it. Where, what do we go to dinner? We went to Church and Union. No free ads, and I had a fantastic steak, but I shouldn't have got. Or I sh the mashed potatoes came with it. I shouldn't have ate the mashed potatoes. The mashed potatoes really screwed me. That and all the tequila. Anyway, uh, so with Traylon Burks, Traylon Burks, I think, big deal, little deal, no deal is the question. That's what we're asking you. Traylon Burks having a good, a good first day at practice. And I think, I think it's just, I think it's just a, I think it's just an observation as a part of a larger story. I, I couldn't, I can't remember. I think it was Sin City Titan or MB. I can't remember who I saw earlier. Um, who I saw earlier uh, mentioned that it's no deal, just as it was no deal that he was that he had the asthma situation, and I think that's a really rational and reasonable approach, right? To overreact to every new bit of information that comes. Now you can new information can help you change and evaluate how you feel about a certain situation, or I mean, you know, it doesn't have to just be sports, societally, uh, medically, whatever the case, scientifically, as new information becomes available. You don't want to be stuck in your in your you don't want to be stuck in a certain mindset. You want to be flexible, you want to adapt and you want to be able to take the new information and then use it to formulate a better opinion or a better position. I think that's that should be the approach in a great many things. So, I think to just take Traylon Burks having a positive day when he has had a uh I think an admittedly shaky start throughout the course of his career, it didn't matter. Like all the all the nonsense over the offseason didn't matter because he looked great today. He caught a really nice diving. Now, ideally, I don't think you want him diving around on the field because it's training camp. It's a big boy. And like, while he may be, you know, while he may want to show off and show out, I appreciate the effort, but like also, you know, stay on your feet. It's, you know, there's no no need for diving catches on the first day of training camp or, or, or they'll bubble wrap him to make sure that he can make it to week one. But... Uh, he had a really nice diving catch from Tannehill. I think it was Tannehill's second pass of the day. It was a deep bomb in seven on seven. Um, he had another nice grab from Tannehill. Both of the both of those Tannehill passes were over Christian Fulton, 
And then I believe it was Woodside hit him in the hit Burks in the middle of the field. Uh, and he made a nice contested catch against Caleb Farley in coverage, who I thought had a really good day as well. Um, and who is going to be a storyline that we continue to monitor. And we're going to talk about Caleb Farley a lot on the radio show tomorrow. But I think for Traylon Burks, it's just, you know, big deal, little deal, no deal. It's it's a little deal. It's just another sequence in the story that is going to be the discussion around Traylon Burks. You have the old information. You're armed with the new. How does that formulate your opinion? And how can he build on it to either succeed or fail moving forward? That's that's how all this stuff works. And I think that's what that was John's uh, that was John Robinson's point um, when he was talking, when he made the Salisbury steak analogy, right? Microwave society and anything. You just want to hit it for 30 seconds and you want it to be done. And that's not necessarily, uh, that's not necessarily how it works. Um, <laughs> John Bertotti says, well, the pro athletes are ripping you back, Buck. It seems fair. Yeah, I did. I did get, I walked by the, uh, I, I, I was in a commercial break, I think. Lawan came up and bothered me. I, ben Jones was great. Ben Ben said I look svelte, too. I appreciate Benny. Uh, he's a stud. And Corey Levin, who also looks much slimmer for an offensive lineman. Um, but I think that's because they, you know, I all three of them at some point either shook my hand or touched me, and it just felt like a, like a sponge that's been holding water for three hours, like just tons of, like two gallons of Titans offensive line sweat. Emanated, em, emanated from those three men when they just, you know, at, just off the practice fields. Disgusting. I had to take a shower just after that. But, uh, you know, I, I think that, uh, I think that it is fair. If I'm ripping the athletes, they get to rip me back. I think it's completely fair. Mason says that's because you were walking through Germantown and 12 South and not running through Germantown and 12 South. Listen, man, I am not a runner. I, uh, I, I'm, I, maybe I need to be a runner. If I'm six pounds off, maybe that six pounds could have been taken care of by running, but running is, uh, running is not ideal. I do the stairs though, over at the, uh, for those of you who live downtown, like I do right over there by the, uh, the, what is it? The, the, the Centennial mall, the bicentennial mall right in front of the state Capitol, like the, the stairs in front of the state Capitol building, those things kick my ass on a regular basis. Uh, glad you didn't lose too much weight though. Your head will look big as shit. Yeah, I do have a big head. It's, you don't, you don't want to look, you don't want to look like you have too big a head. Anyway, um, bro, you can't say one word about Burks, even if he becomes the next Randy Moss, you made your bed and elite Brown is, well, I think, uh, Patrick Hess is arguing with somebody else about the wired receiver situation. So I, th- I think it's completely, uh, I think it's completely reasonable. Um, I think it's completely reasonable to look at Traylon Burks and be like, all right, good deal. It's he's in a good spot. Eric Alonzo says A to Z has been killing this kid ever since he was drafted. Are you saying A and Z or A to Z? Because A and Z at 8 a.m., Austin and Zach, is different than A to Z, even though they own the company, and it is Austin to Zach Sports, A to Z Sports, right? Uh, no, so I don't, I, admittedly, I'm getting ready for radio in the morning, so I don't always catch Austin and Zach in the morning, so I don't know what they've been saying about Traylon Burks. I, Austin was on the radio show today after practice, but I think I thought his assessment of what was Burks with, uh, excuse me, I thought his assessment of Burks was very diplomatic. Um, so I don't know what Zach and Austin have been saying about Burks, but if it's been, if they've been killing him, well, you know, they, they can't do it tomorrow because he looked great. Uh, that's, that's just the way it goes. Uh, okay. Let's move on. Um, and let's talk about the wide receiver core beyond just trailing. Cause now we need to start talking actual football. Um, getting into, uh, 
getting into the <laughs> Mason says Austin to Zach. I had no idea. That's why they named it that. Yeah. You know, I, they were trying to get cute, right? A to Z sports. And listen, it's, it's a, uh, it's a successful brand now, baby. A to Z sports. We love to see it. Not just Nashville and Kansas city, uh, Tampa Bay, green Bay, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, where else all over the place. The A to Z sports media empire growing each and every day. Austin and Zach have done a great job with it. Um, all right. So let's talk about the wide receiver situation beyond just the first round pick. The question that I would like to ask you, I think is an interesting one. Which wide receiver is most likely to make the roster? Racing McMath, Des Fitzpatrick, or Josh Malone? Give me your uh, answers on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and on Twitch of those three players, Racy McMath, Des Fitzpatrick, or Josh Malone. Who's most likely to end up on the 53? Because I think it's going to be one of those three players, and I think it's going to uh, – I think there's a lot of – I think there's a lot of stuff that we are going to see play out in the next couple of weeks um, here, on, uh, here at Titans training camp practice. So who do you think is going to make it? Of those three, we'll talk about it here in just a second. And while you give me your submission, I will tell you about our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage, GaryAshton.com. Gary is the man with the plan. He's the man with the Intel Edge that can help you succeed. Gary and his team will help you get the Intel Edge, whether it's selling your home without any showings or staging, whether it's finding your next home while the Nashville red uh, while the Nashville real estate market is still red hot. Whether it's helping you cash in on your home equity and win the buyer battle now, Gary Ashton can help you do that when you go to GaryAshton.com. They're the official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators and of the radio show and of primetime. Gary Ashton, the best in the business. Get the Intel Edge with the Ashton team today. Okay. So what do you which of those three do you think makes the roster? Nate John says McMath for Blaine or Blan. Is there an E missing or is it just Blaine without an E? That's an interesting spelling. Anyway, Blaine Northrup. Let's go with Blaine. Says Des Fitzpatrick. Um, For Puka, she says Des. Let's see. Uh, I think Hooper will look like Delaney Walker in this system. I think Chig is far more. uh, Hooper is not. Hooper is not Delaney. Chig is a closer version to Delaney and, and then to Johnny, right? That was the. Janu was supposed to be the next Delaney and Chig is supposed to be the next Janu. So I think you're talking about two different body types, two different skill sets there, but I think both can be successful in this system. I really do. Uh, Stacy Wills thinks Des Fitzpatrick is going to make the cut for Boban. He goes with Racy. They're all three pretty interesting. Nobody's going, nobody's saying Josh Malone though. Uh, Josh Malone was the star of the off season, which doesn't necessarily, Oh, I see Christine McCord. She thinks Josh Malone, the VFL, is going to make the team. Uh, Malone is 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 a, I don't want to say it's a weird case study, but he's been in the league since 2017. Like Josh Malone's been around a long time, and he hasn't really latched on anywhere. He had a couple of starts in Cincinnati, and and he was with the Jets for a while. But there's something, um, there's just I I don't know what it is. Uh, I don't know what it is about Josh Malone that's not necessarily working in his favor. I'm, I don't know him very well. I don't, uh, I'm not obviously in his meeting room, so I don't know whether it's a, whether it's a playbook situation or, or what the case may be, but Malone, he's, he has talent, but for whatever reason, it hasn't, it hasn't 
it hasn't meshed so far as a pro, but he's still in the league. Um, I think he was out for a year, but he's he's in training camp with the team, which is uh, all that you can say about it right now. So I think you're probably looking at a, at a conversation between Racy McMath and Des Fitzpatrick. And I think of the two of those players, based on what Mike Vrabel said today, not just that Des Fitzpatrick, Dylan Radens, and Torrey Carter were the offseason award winners for the effort and energy that they approached their offseason conditioning and work and all these things. Um, but the way Mike Vrabel was talking about Des Fitzpatrick today, it's a lot different the way that Mike Vrabel was talking about Des Fitzpatrick this time last year. How proud are you of Des of the progress he's made from last training camp to this training camp? And where especially do you think he's gotten better? Well, I think the, the year on the practice squad um, gave him a lot of confidence. He went out there and, and, and he ran routes with the intent to, to go win, that every ball was going to be thrown to him. And when we try to explain that to all these guys, like this is your opportunity to go play against, you know, starting players on the defense. And um, I, I know that there's a card in these defensive coaches. They love to draw the, the lines on the card and everything. And we just tell them, like, that's a route. This is our route. We just tell them. In our language, run that route. Get open, and and whoever the, the show team quarterback was is going to get you the ball. And I think he started doing that. He started gaining confidence. Um, you know, so that's just the biggest thing is probably – and then him just understanding um, what this – the day in and day out of, of pro football is and, um, you know, how competitive it is. So that's Mike Vrabel talking about Des Fitzpatrick. Now, I think Des still has plenty of room for improvement, but they're they're not – he's not lagging behind in a clear and obvious way the way that he was last year. I think there was a confidence issue when he got here. And I think Mike – what Mike is saying, just that he knows he's getting volume every day. He knows he's going to be a part of the scout team. He knows that he's going to uh, – he knows that he's going to – um, be receiving targets consistently. Like he knows he's going to be out there. He knows he's going to be getting reps in ways that he didn't as a, as a on the field, like player 53, or I guess 46, uh, game day roster player. Now, racy racy. I haven't, I, I must admit, I haven't watched racy very closely because a lot of you guys are asking me about like Reggie Robertson and undrafted. Here's, here's what I'll say about the undrafteds. I, and I want to be as respectful as possible about it because those guys are just out there trying to, to earn a job. But I don't really care to follow the undrafteds that closely until I know there's a significant chance that they're going to make the roster. Um, I'm not saying that they're unimportant, I'm not saying that they are, I'm not saying that they're, you know, less than other than the fact that there is a significantly lesser chance that they're going to be there. So when it comes around now, Mason Kinsey is somebody who has, who has successfully, I think through three seasons now found a way to stay, stick around the roster. I know more about Mason Kinsey than I do about the, uh, about the other guys. Daniel Kirby says they're ass buck. Just say, no, it's not, it's not, it's not that Daniel. Here's I, I just, I just want, I want to say it this way. Okay. Cause I, I'm not, I really am not there. These guys are probably the best football players. Their, their individual hometowns have ever seen. Right. And they're still undrafted in the league. Cause the league is like that. So that's not what I'm saying at all. It's really not what I'm saying is, I, and maybe I'm just not smart enough. I don't have the bandwidth for undrafted right now. 
in, in July, it's just, it's not a priority for me. Now, at, at some point, they will make their presence known in some form or fashion. There's always one or two who ends up lasting. NWI was this. Mason Kinsey may be the next one. But there's just so much going on, especially when I'm doing the radio show while at practice. Like, I'm trying to focus on one thing because I'm breaking down offensive line position battles while they're running seven on seven, but I can't talk about the seven on seven, except I have to watch the seven on seven and then remember what happened in the seven on seven. So that when practice ends and I can tell you about it on the radio, I have something to actually say to you about the seven on seven. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just a, it's just a bandwidth type thing. So for you, for, for those of you guys who have UDFA questions, to be honest, I'm just, I'm not focused on them yet, but there will be a time and we can have discussions once some of those guys start to separate themselves. And I really do mean that respectfully because it's not, they haven't done anything wrong. They may be good players and I'm just not noticing them yet. But like today was Traylon. Traylon Burks is what I watched. Tomorrow, tomorrow will be, uh, tomorrow will probably be Caleb Farley because I'll be talking a lot about Caleb Farley. And then every, anything that I see in the periphery around that particular subject, uh, that's how that's how we'll go about it. Buck, you have to be like Coach Mack and see all. Listen, Mac. Mac has been in the league for a long, long time. And there's a reason. Mac's a lot smarter about football than a lot of people, not just uh, not just me. But when it comes to the wide receiver room, who is going to who is going to make the cut? I I do believe it to be Des. Racy though, so Racy going back to LSU has had injury situations that kind of derailed him. He's been talked about as a huge talent. Um, he's clearly like a physical. He's a physically gifted athlete. But how much of the actual receiver position he is able to learn or he's able to execute well, we just haven't seen that yet. Now, maybe he makes his living on special teams and maybe he makes the roster because he's a better special teams player and he has more upside than Dez. I don't know that, but those are the kind of conversations that they're going to have and what they're looking at right now for players at the wide receiver position. It's not necessarily you know wide receiver one and wide receiver two or wide receiver X and wide receiver... What is it? Z and X and Y is the tight end, if I remember my football terminology correctly. Uh, so they're not necessarily looking for an X and a Z on day one. They're just trying to figure out, okay, how many different spots in our offense at the various, at the three receiver positions on the field, how many different roles can you embrace? How versatile can you be so that if the top guys go down, we know that we can throw NWI into the slot and he'll know it. Or we know we can throw him outside and he'll know it because that's the kind of stuff because uh, that's the kind of stuff that depth players are asked to do. Um, so I do think uh, I do think it is a uh, I do think it's a uh, it's it's going to be it's going to be really really curious to watch how that plays out at the bottom of the wide receiver depth chart specifically. And obviously, you know, depending on how those guys kind of make a name for themselves or maybe don't, then you start to explore what else is out there and who may who on the market still may be able to. Uh, may be able to help your team. Um, Dion, going back to the UDFA, says, I like you, the UDFAs because I'm looking for diamonds in the rough, missed talent, and surprise players. I'm always looking for stronger depth. It's it's a great observation. You're, you're, you're spot on. But I think, I, I think for just for me, there will be a time for that. Um, you know, when I know that they're going to be on the, even on the practice squad. And then usually I'm playing, sometimes I'm playing catch up a little bit with the practice squad players. But there's there's just there's a lot going on. It's not it's not a good excuse. It's just there's a lot going on. So I'll get to the UDFAs at some point. Uh, Jason McGuire says got to get in Coach Max' hip pocket, Buck, to teach 
uh, for him to teach you how to watch training camp. I used to do that. I used to stand by Mac behind the defense always and watch training camp with Coach Mac. And I can't do it now because I've got a radio show, which is swell. I love having a radio show. It's it's the best. There's it's not just because I get to talk more sports with uh, on a on a big platform like 104.5 The Zone, but uh, you know the two best things about uh, having a radio show, no matter no matter what format it is, is when you bitch about things on air, they end up happening, which is swell. And you also end up getting great dinner reservations on a frequent basis because you do things like, say, I had a fantastic dinner at X, Y, and Z the other night and just mention it in casual conversation. And then the next time you get a better table, it's swell. You know, there's all kinds of perks. Um, but yeah, I used to watch I used to watch practice every day with Rhett, with Coach Mac, with Tehran. Um, and I'll still get up during the commercial breaks and and you know, go stand, stand over there by on the sidelines and kind of check things out. And I can get up and walk around because I've got a mic pack. So I can move a little bit. And, you know, today I let Lucas and Will Bowling host the radio show while I went and asked questions at the press conference. It was great. Uh, so I've got a, I've got a lot of mobility this year. Well, uh, it's going to it's going to be a good setup. And honestly, the radio show was really, really fun today. Um, it's going to be fun every day that we're out of training camp. By the way, tomorrow uh, we had John Robinson today. Tomorrow, our Titans guest will be Amani Hooker. Um, and I'm looking forward to uh, he's going to be a new dad, which is exciting. But also we'll talk football. So, yeah, I think Des Fitzpatrick's probably going to make the cut. But we'll see. There's a lot of time to play things out. When is the first cut, says Lewis? That's a good question, Lewis. If you will bear with me a moment, I will pull up my training camp uh, important dates document, my PDF that is sitting right here in front of me. Um, Let's see. The important dates for training camp. So prior to 3 p.m., on August the 16th. So that is right after. So that's the that's a week after the Baltimore game or five business days after the Baltimore game. No, not even five business days. It's just five days after the Baltimore game. 3 p.m. Central Time. Clubs must reduce rosters to a maximum of 85 players on the active and inactive list. So that's from 90 down to 85. The second cut uh, looks like, according to my schedule, August 23rd. The third cut to get them down to the final numbers are is on August the 30th, and then they will have until the end of the 31st, the end of uh, the end of August, rather, to make sure that they've got their 16-man practice squad. So those are the dates right now. Uh, Buck, you should do four hours of extra independent study time each week on the Titans. It's not my contract. I don't have to. I'd rather play video games with Kyler Murray. I'm trying to kick his ass on Madden. Um, which is inherently keeping him from doing his own study, which you know may cost him $160 million if he's not careful. Now, my contract's not that big. I don't have a $160 million contract. I've got a good contract, but I don't have a $160 million contract. Anyway, uh, let us wrap up with a trend that Russell Wilson has propagated, uh, not just in the NFL, but in college football. Russell Wilson, for those of you who are unaware, I'll read, and you did such a good job to get this Burke stuff uploaded i'm so sorry buddy has that been in there a while yeah no not that long well it probably took the whole show for it to get into the system i'm sorry i just now saw it should we play for people a little bit of Traylon burks talking about his conditioning since we're here i feel we should since i screwed up on the front end and and then and then we'll do the russell wilson thing hi how you doing good how are you i'm great i'm great all right how you feeling physically i feel good I feel real good you know just been able to come out here 
be with the teammates from my first uh, training camp and just do what I love to do and also be a part of the team and play my role like I'm supposed to do. How different do you feel now from, from maybe OTAs physically? Um, I mean, I feel a lot different, uh, feel a lot healthier. Um, and, you know, it just makes me feel good that I can come out here and just play a role and be a part of the team. What did you do this little bit of weight around? in the offseason here the last month? Um, honestly, just, I mean, like, you know, getting my conditionings right, um, you know, making sure I'm taking care of my body, eating healthier, um, working out, and um, just really staying on top of my playbook and, you know, just knowing knowing my role and just being a part of the so team. When you, how much weight did you drop between now, and between now and uh, the end of OTAs? How much weight did uh, you say you dropped? I would say... Maybe about five or six pounds. How much difference has that made for you? Um, it's made a you know a pretty good difference. Um, you just say uh, really with my you know asthma and my breathing, um, just being able to you know handle handle it a lot better, and um, you know just being out here with the team just makes it even more what are, better. What are some things me. you did to handle the asthma better from um, conditioning, running, you know putting myself in situations where I knew that my asthma would flare up, and uh, just being able to push through it and you know just be. Be dominant. In the past, in the past, has the asthma like gone away seasonally? Is that like more of a spring uh, summer thing? And the football season is better. Honestly, you know, I just you know condition and keep conditioning until you know I don't feel it no more, and you know just making sure that I'm taking my inhaler before practice, after practice, just stand on top of everything. Have you should had flare ups in games before? before you, you, again? Should you have done more of that stuff before you showed up here the first time? I would say yeah, yeah. Um, you know, that's just being accountable. Um, you know, and I should have took a better, you know, um, attack on that. And, uh, you know, now that I am, you know, you can tell the big difference. So that's Traylon Burks. Uh, the full video is up at AtoZSports.com. I tweeted it out also um, of Traylon Burks. I think it's about five minutes long, the full one. But that's that's the crux of the information. I thought he was great today. And by the way, I, I, think, it, I think it simply... I think it simply could have happened, um, you know, just a little bit sooner, right? And now that he's in shape and he's performing, he's feeling comfortable and he's doing well, you know, maybe that's what it took for him to kind of look back and say, all right, uh, I kind of screwed up. But, you know, I thought I, I thought he could not have handled today and his situation um, after the fact, when he met with the media after practice today, I thought he did about as good a job as he could. But, you know, we'll see how tomorrow goes. Anyway, uh, people read are telling me that they don't care about Russell Wilson. That's it's your call. You are the executive producer of the A to Z Sports Primetime Show. If you want, if you want to, if you want to do the Russell Wilson thing anyway, we can do the Russell Wilson. It's not helpful. You, know, you thumbs up. Reed wants to do Russell Wilson. All right, nobody can see him except for me, which is always tremendous broadcast for me to just be talking to a person who you can't see or hear off the screen. Very good. Russell Wilson is doing cringeworthy things. So who did it better? Let's ride. Let's ride. Broncos. Let's country. ride. Perfect. Okay. One more time. Broncos country. Let's ride. 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 A nation. Let's ride. Mountaineer nation. Let's ride. Mountaineer nation. Let's ride. It's a horrendous trendy uh, or cringy trend. Russell Wilson, who is just a Broncos country. Let's ride over and over and over. Now, if you've ever, if you've never done one of those green screen things, 
That's like th- those are the, like the promos for what they do in the stadium on the jumbotron to like you know you got Brian Arakbo telling everybody get up you know and when, when in reality Brian Arakbo has filmed that bit six months before in a sad sad little closet that all that's all behind him when he's decked out in full uniform is a you know a tiny little green screen and a couple of scared producers who are telling who are showing Brian Arakbo what he has to say. Um, I don't know why Iraq popped into my head. It's been a long time since Brian's been on the team. (laughs) That one always made me laugh because it's just this big, deep, booming voice. And I know how these things are filmed. Daniel Kirby said, Reed just threw that up on the screen. Daniel Kirby, Buck Nation, let's ride. Let's ride. I don't have a green screen. And I talk to myself anyway. It's literally, it's literally what, what they pay me to do on radio on uh, streaming, on podcasts, just talk to yourself. Maybe somebody will listen. Uh, let's ride. Uh, Sierra ruined him, says Ryan Fields. I don't know. Listen, Russell Wilson is not worse for having Sierra in his life. I just, I don't, I, that simply cannot compute. Um, so I think, I think there's any number of us, man, woman, or child that would allow Sierra to ruin our lives in some form or fashion if that was, uh, if that was what was going to be the result. Just, you know, random. Mr. Unlimited. Uh, you can't tell him what to do. He's Mr. Unlimited. That's great. Lewis says, I can see the Broncos 4-13. and 13. What a, what a, not, what nonsense would that be? Uh, Buck, you sounded like Tommy Hawk from Reno 911. I don't know that reference, but I love that show. Reno 911 was a tremendous uh, program. I used to watch reruns on Comedy Central in the middle of the night when I'd, like, fifth grade, which was wildly inappropriate. Because my, I stay with you know, you stay at your grandparents' house or something like that. You go down to the basement, you watch the channels you're not supposed to watch. All there, all of a sudden, there's a oh who who what's I, I can't remember the characters' names, but whoever the whoever the the captain or the chief was in the super short shorts, they just they all cracked my shit up. Reno nine one one, tremendous tremendous broadcast, triumph of American television. Anyway, it's gonna do it for us tonight. Here on the Primetime Show. Like I said, radio show back out at Titans Training Camp tomorrow. If you like the Primetime Show, if you watch, if you stream on YouTube, um, you can watch the uh, you can watch the radio show on YouTube as well. Just go check out the 104.5 The Zone YouTube channel, and you can watch me talk to Imani Hooker live on the practice field tomorrow over the course of the three-hour show. We will uh, We will look forward to seeing you guys then. And if I don't talk to you on the radio show tomorrow, I will see you to what tomorrow night for the last time on A to Z Sports Primetime. Oh, also, Greg Cosell podcast out. We did a really, really uh, good breakdown of Ryan Tannehill on third down. Go check it out. See you guys.